Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Surviving Motherhood with Chris and Rachel. We're talking about all things parenting. The mishaps, the struggles, and maybe even some motivation. Grab your coffee. Or wine. And join us for some Real Talk. Hey everyone, welcome to Surviving Motherhood Podcast. We're back with part two of our Moms in May series. And today we're kind of going to be talking about motherhood and young toddlers and kids. So it's kind of, we're going to kind of talk about the phase we're in now with parenting. So, oh, Chris, you ready to get started? I'm ready. Oh, (laughs) there you are. Okay. So let's go ahead and just dive in and talk about what is the hardest year of parenting you've had so far? Like, what do you think the hardest year is as far as, are we talking about like as far as age goes? Yes. Okay. Um. For me, I I mean, I only, I top out at seven. I should say that my oldest is seven. So for all you teen moms who are about to be rolling your eyes when I say this, just know I'm not there yet. My answer will probably This is our specific current (laughs) phase of toddlers and young children. (laughs) Yes. So for me, I think it's age three. Mm -hmm. Um, I think whoever said terrible twos obviously gave their kid away before they turned three. Yeah, because uh, for me, three was just, oh, my goodness. I think maybe because at two, they're still cute and innocent enough, kind of, mm-hmm. um, that you give a little more grace. And then when they hit three, you're just like, you should know better. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's like the things that you that were borderline annoying, but still cute at two or turn on full on annoying. Yes, exactly. So for me, I think three is hard. I think that if you're in the third year of life for your children, just buckle up and know that four is better. Yes, I think also, I, I agree with that. I think three has definitely been the hardest year as a whole. I'm getting into the kid phase has been oh. really weird too, though, because Adeline That's a, just it's recently. It's annoying, though. It's not yes. as hard as it is just like obnoxious. I just don't know what to say to her a lot of times because she'll say something that she genuinely thinks is funny. And uh-huh. I just have to be like, okay, do I give her the life lesson of like, no, that's dumb. Or do yes. I just like nod and smile? Because like, I don't want her to be that kid that thinks like she could, uh, I mean, she is funny sometimes. Like I'm not, I, you know, but, yeah, I, never, don't, but- I don't want to be that mom that's like just, you know, clapping for when she's being Mm-hmm. Weird, I guess is the best word for it. I know it's so hard. Don't and Griffin tell, is don't, at, don't repeat that, you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't let our kids listen to the podcast except no. the one they did. Just so yeah. y'all know. <laughs> um, but we, I, I think, to Griffin's seven, and he's at the age where when we go somewhere to ha- for a play date, he kind of sometimes wants to hang around the adults. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. You know, he'll be like, so did y'all see the hogs game on baseball? You know, like trying to relate. 
And you're like, mm, you're, honey, you're not quite there yet. Like, <laughs> let's let's take a step yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, honey, go go shoot water guns with the kids, please. We're not here to talk sports. You know what I mean? Like, he's trying real hard to be like one of the adults, and he's yeah. seven. So I'm like, Mm-mm, we're yeah. not. And then he'll tell it some joke that seven year olds thinks hilarious, and I'm just like, get out yep. of my face, you know? Yeah. Adel and the other, and it's like they hit that phase where they're like out of themselves too which I, is a good mm-hmm. thing i want my child to be confident but she looked at me last night which it cracked me up she's like she was talking about i was describing something and instead of saying like oh that's right up my alley she goes that sounds like it's right up my jackpot and then looked at me like she was so smart and i was just like right up my jackpot like i just like you know like how the dog cocks his head and looks at yes. <laughs> something that's what I, like all i could do was look at her like that and she's just like so you know proud of herself and smug yes. and i'm like oh it's gonna be a long summer like i'm ready yes. for summer <laughs> but at the same time i'm like we get, we, she, she she's something else at this age yes it's like that balance of when do i bust their bubble and yep. when do i let them think they're the coolest person on earth you know smile and nod uh yeah. i think it's a good yeah you just have it's you know parenting is about picking battles and that's a new battle we're gonna have to start picking <laughs> yep but as far as hard i definitely think three so far in the parenting world has been hard just the hardest yes. like where the the years where i'm like i suck at parenting well, <laughs> when each of my kids were three i'm like what where have i gone wrong Yes. And I think the three-year-old thing, one part of it is they start having like so many opinions and they're not logical because they're three-year-olds. Right. So it's like you're constantly having to pick battles because it's like, yeah, I know that you want another sucker, but you you literally cannot have one. Or yes. like, I know you want to go play with your ball in the street, but you absolutely you cannot. Yeah. So it's like it's they're so very sure of what they want and it's mm -hmm. very irrational. <laughs> Yep. And so try just, yeah, hard. Yep. yep. Completely agree. Okay. So how far apart are your kids in age and do you recommend it or not? My kids are about three and a half years apart and I waited a while because everybody's like, oh, you'll, you'll, you know, a lot of people say that they forget like newborn phase and delivery. And I did not, I didn't, my main thing is I didn't forget pregnancy. I was not looking forward to being pregnant again. I'm an yeah. only child. So I knew I wanted to have more than one. That was important to me. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I did not feel in a hurry to have yeah. another one. I did not get the baby fever. I just had to logically be like, okay, this is as far apart as I want. I don't want my kids any farther apart than this. So I need to go ahead and be pregnant now. <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, it worked out to its advantage and um, it was nice not to have two in diapers, but it, yeah, and it worked out for our family fine, but it's to each his own. And I don't really care how many people or how far, far apart other people have theirs. Yeah. <laughs> do your own thing. Doesn't affect your life on a daily basis. Not, not in the least. So mine are a little closer. Uh, the first two, I believe, are 17 months apart, and the next are 18 months, then the next are 19 months apart, maybe, I think. <laughs> um, I have March 2012, September 2013, um, April 2015, and then August of 17. So y'all can do the math on that. Um, as I far can, but. <laughs> yeah, if you want to. 
<laughs> um, as far as recommending, I knew that I wanted a lot of kids and I knew that I didn't want to be having kids for forever. So that is why I did the space. I did it on purpose. I spaced them that close on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, there were definitely hard moments of them being that close. However, now it's really awesome. Like they're, you know, they like all of the same things. They play all of the same things. They also fight over all mm -hmm. of the same things. So there's that. Um, but yeah, uh, yes, I'm glad that they're that far apart. But again, as far as recommending, I think that whatever you want to do, I think you should take into consideration how long you like your age and when you're okay with being pregnant and, you know, all of that. And I think what you pointed out was a good point is how long do you want to be in the baby phase mm -hmm. of life, basically? It's like, right. like Each if you time want we have a baby, we've started over. So, like yeah. now, if we want to go to Disney World, uh, we, you know, Griffin's already seven, but Lincoln's not even two. So mm -hmm. it's like we trying to find the sweet spot for Disney World isn't going to happen. Realistically, yeah. there's not going to be a time where it's perfect for everyone that's there. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that having a lot of kids, that's just something that happens, you know? Yeah. I think the only way to time it perfectly is if you just have one kid, really. Mm -hmm. um, so, but yeah, I think that's important to think about is I was pregnant for six years straight, basically. <laughs> so if you don't want to do that, then don't have kids close together is really all I can say. Yeah. And that was where I was coming from. I was like, mm -mm, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So. No, uh, I, I I powered through, but <laughs> yeah, I think there are pros and cons to both. Yep, definitely. To spacing them or to keeping them close. So when gotta did, weigh them. Yeah, exactly. When did your kids start walking? <laughs> uh, so for mine, none of them walked by the time they were one. Every single kid were like, maybe this one will walk by his first birthday, and no one did. Mm -hmm. So mine were all around thirteen months is when. All of mine started walking a few weeks after and a few weeks before with, you know, certain ones. But 13 months was about the sweet spot for all of mine. The, and same for me, too, which is mm -hmm. crazy. Um, that is crazy. Adeline was, Adeline was like closer to 14 months and Lawson was closer to 12 months. Like yeah. his was right after he turned one. He started walking. And both of them like were taking steps, but just not consistent. Like mm -hmm. I, I thought they were both going to be walking around one. Because they were letting go. They were taking a few steps. But oh, for sure. Both of and mine were cautious. No, no one took off running. <laughs> yeah. And, and definitely don't think um, there are a lot of moms that when their kid takes one step, they start telling people they're walking. Uh -uh, and no. I'm like, no. They'll take one step for like months before they will actually walk. So I'd, I'd say be careful on telling people they're walking. <laughs> and then because if you see them in person and they're... <laughs> <laughs> they might call you Yeah, out. taking one step or holding on to things. I'm like, it's not walking. Most, you know, kids can mm -hmm. do that by like eight months and then still not walk till 13 months. So yep. don't That's be uh, alarmed if they're, if they've been standing for forever, but still won't walk. It's a hard lesson, y'all. Mm -hmm. It's hard when you're a little bitty like that with a big head. <laughs> yeah. And especially floors are hard. <laughs> yeah. They learn. Yep. That's funny. Okay. So how did you introduce foods and when, I guess? We did baby led weaning with both. Mm -hmm. And okay. I I really and it's not like you don't actually wean anything. Um 
I would d highly recommend doing some research on it, getting a few books, whatever you want to do. It's um, way, we did a mix actually, which there's some, you know, there's opinions everywhere, but there's some oh, yeah. people that say you shouldn't mix purees and baby lead weaning. And I think if you do it carefully, you're fine. So whatever, um, to each his own. Um, but you basically give them nat foods that you would eat on a regular basis, just in appropriate size portions. There's some fruits and veggies that you can give like where they hold it with their whole hand and then they kind of gnaw on it. There's some that you give in tiny little pieces, um, that they can pick up with two fingers. Um, there's a variety of ways to do it. Like if you give avocado, you're going to give it in a big slice and then they can just kind of gum it type situation. Yeah. Um, it was easier because you weren't spoon feeding them purees. They ate at the same time as you. And then as yeah. they get older, you just start kind of putting whatever you would eat, like appropriately spiced. You know, if you're eating hot wings, you don't hand your child a hot wing. But like right. if you're having spaghetti, you let them, you know, try the spaghetti, that kind of thing um, hmm. on their plate. And it was way easier in my opinion. And then we did pure, some purees and then like definitely the to-go pouches, which people have opinions on those too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On everything. Mm -hmm. um, but it worked out well for us and we didn't really introduce foods until they were a little bit older. Like, well, Adeline, I think was five months and then Lawson was six because he had had all those. He had had allergies and we had just gotten his stomach okay. And so then the doctor was like, you, you can didn't wait till six start months. That. Yeah. And I was like, sweet. Okay. I'll wait till six months, get everything lined out because I wasn't in a hurry to introduce any new allergens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, mine were not the same per baby because parenting changed a lot throughout. Mm -hmm. So with Griffin, I don't remember baby wed leaning being a thing, maybe, but also I just didn't research what to do. You know, I just kind of mm -hmm. did whatever the pediatrician recommended at the time, which for him, we did all pureed spoon fed um and he's my pickiest eater so uh i would say there's that <laughs> like he was used to his food up until he was maybe even like one and a half i feel like i did it for forever was separate from what we were eating he always had you know his own little so um whereas with lincoln i don't even know that we did a method <laughs> <laughs> he was the fourth child and I think he just kind of got whatever we gave him. And so I guess he was more of a baby wed leaning. He definitely ate what we ate because that's what was easiest. And with yeah. all of them, they all had the pouches. Yeah. They will still sometimes eat the pouches, the applesauce in a pouch. is just easier than less messy. And mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, that that's with us. And nobody started before, maybe four months was the youngest that we started with foods yeah and we skipped rice cereal with both i just didn't do it. yeah no. so, i know each his own <laughs> with well with one with griffin which i'm gonna preface this by saying i don't think they recommend this anymore mm -hmm. but he needed his bottles thickened at night when he would eat and immediately lay down and so we put single grain oatmeal in his bottle i think that's like a big no-no now i'm not sure i think it is um, too he lived all the way through it but um yeah, so we did do the single grain oatmeal with him, but we never, the rice was too constipating. So, yeah, nah, they don't need it from mm -mm. what I understand, but yeah. I don't understand. And it's tasteless. Ooh. Yeah, gross. Um, any tips for weaning from breast milk or formula to whole milk? 
Um, the only thing that I can say is that I initially I would put the breath I mean the um whole milk in a coffee cup mm-hmm. and warm it just a little bit because my kids had the Formula Pro, which makes their bottles at body temperature. So they were used to that. They didn't like the stark refrigerated whole milk immediately. Yeah. So I would heat it and give it to them. Um, not in the coffee cup, obviously. I'd heat it in the coffee cup and then pour it in their cup. You didn't hand them a little coffee <laughs> cup of warm milk? <laughs> no, I did not. Did not do that. Um, so that seemed to help a little bit. I think that also you just got to know that they're not going to starve at that point. Yep. You know, they're over one once you're doing this. You don't do it before one. So, mm-hmm. um also, with Lincoln, when he turned around 11 months, I would give him whole milk just randomly, not to replace his formula bottles, like but meal, just, right? yes, yeah, just to try to get him used to that taste. Like, this is coming, so <laughs> go ahead and try it now. Yes, and I did the same thing, and then I also used, I think their newbie brand, N-U-B-Y, um, those very soft tip elongated um, cups Mm-hmm. that were kind of cl- a little bit closer to a bottle. So it wasn't as a, you know, big of a difference. Yeah. Um, and I started using those before, so they would kind of get used to them and then transition. But we were, um, we didn't do any bottles after one with either of mine. I know yeah, some people, either. some kids, ha- I mean, like, I'm just now weaning from a passy, so I'm not like, follow the rules exactly with Lawson and he's two and a half. So, yeah. uh, but that was one thing that was an easy to drop. I was I was sure I was ready to drop it right that second and we did by one. So Yeah. I think that if you just kind of start if you start preparing yourself beforehand, like that's something you know is coming at one, they're gonna recommend. And if you're buying formula, it's real easy to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, Yeah, I'm not buying this anymore. Yeah. Um, whole milk's a lot cheaper. But if you're breastfeeding, um, I would say if you're not if you have a huge stash or something start putting it in sippy cups and just try mm-hmm. to kind of get them used to that, you know, one yeah. thing at a time. Yep, absolutely. So. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, so at what age did you start brushing your kids' teeth? Um, I, You know, honestly, I don't have any huge memories of like, brushed her teeth you know yeah. I think just once they started getting teeth we started playing with the toothbrush and mm-hmm. just kind of went from there I, I mean we brush every night and morning for them I mean Lawson is a hard toothbrusher like he wants to mm-hmm. brush him himself so that's yeah. really annoying um, at two and a half he thinks he's grown he will literally tell you guys that he's a grown-up He'll be like, I'm a grown up. And I'm like, you are not a grown up. Where did you even get that? So anyway, he really has a lot of confidence in himself. So I have to physically like take the toothbrush from him and like scrub around a bit to make sure, I don't know, they're all covered. It's Mm -hmm. not the best job of anything I've done for as motherhood. But (laughs) so, I mean, I just think we started brushing when they had teeth. I don't remember it being a fun or big deal. I don't know. And I'm kind of opposite i used to work for a pediatric dentist before i was a mom so i'm a little bit more of a follower i say that and then all of my kids are going to have cavities next time (laughs) i go to the dentist so just know that i'm not saying that i'm doing everything right but i do have very vivid memories because i used to give them a bottle and put them immediately to bed like they would get really close to falling asleep when they were drinking the bottle and at one i stopped um, they would have their bottle and then we would go brush their teeth and then put them to bed. So that's why I remember it because it was less like a sweet little sleepy bottle and then lay them in the bed and more of like a, you're getting really relaxed while you're drinking this bottle. And then we're about to have world war three when I brush your teeth, you know? Yeah. Um, so for me, I we, we played with the toothbrush before one, but at one is when I really started to like, before they went to bed their teeth were brushed. That was the last thing that happened. You know, I think with this, it depends on a lot of people. Their one-year-old is still getting up in the middle of the night. I don't know how they do it, but so obviously it's kind of a null and void point. If you're feeding them in the middle of the night, unless you're going to brush their teeth after every middle of the night feeding, which I don't think is going to happen. But More power to you. It is. A dentist will definitely recommend that you start some form as soon as they have teeth. Yeah. And then they can use fluoride toothpaste around two, just a tiny little bitty amount. So Hmm. we didn't do that until two that we just used that useless taste good stuff, you know? (laughs) Yes. I know what you mean. Um, so what is the best way to help a mom of toddlers? I mean, there's a million ways, but what's like Mm -hmm. something that you've depended on? Hmm. This is a hard one. I, maybe take the toddler is, <laughs> is how you can best help her. <laughs> like, yeah, especially if she has younger kids, you could take the one who's a little more active somewhere. Um, or if all she, if there is the baby, then you could maybe take the olders and let her. Either one, I think that it's probably. I don't know. And then also just not judge her because toddlers can be jerks and you can be doing everything completely right. And then they still pitch a fit and stomp their feet in the middle of Walmart. And Mm -hmm. like, I I think the most stressful thing of those kind of situations is for me is like, what are people thinking of me as a mom? Mm -hmm. Like I promise that I discipline this child. (laughs) 
And I don't know why he's acting like that in Walmart. (laughs) So I think for me, it's just um, don't judge him. (laughs) Yep. I'm with you on that one. I think that that's the best, like, just be uh, say. Be kind. uh, Well, I have a friend who is fostering a toddler. And so it's been interesting to see because she doesn't have kids. So it's been interesting to kind of see from that point of view because you're because like I'm in it deep with a two and a half year old I don't even know what's what's regular anymore and she'll be like is this normal and I'm like yep totally normal don't worry about it that's why we have wine like exactly yeah like you will live through it like so just um just tell them tell her she's gonna be okay (laughs) yeah that she'll get through it that it gets much better when they turn four (laughs) yes exactly I do think that's helped for me with I've got two, well, now I have three that are four and over. So mm-hmm. it's like, and each one of them has gotten significantly um, nicer or just more aware of themselves once they turn four. So mm-hmm. when they're being horrible during the two and three year old stage, I'm like, okay, there is still hope. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they're going to turn four. <laughs> yep. Definitely. So that's, that's been nice. So do you have a favorite children's book that you like to read to your kids or like a certain series or anything? Well, I have a lot of opinions on children's books because I had to read a ton as being an elementary teacher. Yeah. But um, one book that Lawson really loves right now that's fun is Goodnight Gorilla. And I like it better than like Goodnight Moon. It's like they go through the zoo and they say goodnight to all the animals, but then the animals follow him home. Yes, we have that one. Lawson thinks it's hilarious. And then it doesn't have a ton of words, so you can, like, talk about the pictures, and that's good for early literacy skills. Yes. Free free tip. Um, And then for a little bit older kids, um, like, I think this summer we're going to read The Magic Tree House with Adeline, some of that series. There's, like, a million. But they're all, like, the kids, there's a Magic Tree House, and when they go to the Magic Tree House, they, like, go back to different time periods and stuff. But they're, like, really simple you know, yes, they're not, Adeline's not quite ready to read them on her own yet, but I think that it could be like a read a chapter before bed kind of thing that, um, she will enjoy. And, um, she, um, is it big into, she wants Lawson to go to bed before her lately. So we've been, I've been like reading a book to her after he goes to bed and yeah. just being like, yep, you're bigger here. You got, we well, went to bed yeah, five minutes get a later. Bit, yeah. You get a little <laughs> bit later. Yeah. So I think she'll appreciate that this summer and it'll be something that like gets me, um, involved at the end of the day. So I'm not completely checking out. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh. For us, we love the little blue truck books. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are so cute. I have a video of Griffin. He's like barely two reading it. You know, like he had it memorized. Mm-hmm. So he's like holding the book upside down, but reading it. It's so Aww. cute. So we love the little blue truck books. Uh, I would say it's probably only up to like three, four, maybe appropriate. And then they're over it probably um Lawson likes those two right now yes that's a, it's a good one um for older ones griffin likes weird older ones now something uh the dog park i forgot what the name of the series is now but um dog There's man maybe dog or something man, yeah yeah um he, so like he likes those yes stuff. but those are not that's something he's allowed to read like after the, you know, he gets mm-hmm. to stay up also a little bit. So he reads that. That's not necessarily a we sit down and read together kind of mm-hmm. book. He also got some Mercy Watson books that he likes right now. So 
Hmm. Those are cool. Um, and there's a new series of Amazon books. It's good, um, like Bible books for young ones that I want to oh, look okay. into. We'll have to link those, but yeah. I don't actually own them yet. I, I just heard about them and thought that they looked cute, but yeah, little blue truck is probably our favorite right now. So what is your favorite activity to do with toddlers? We love to build magnet tiles. Mm-hmm. That's something that is a big thing at our house and it's not as hard as Legos. So yeah. if it breaks or tears down or they can do it alone or with me and we can, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's my favorite as far as it's not messy <laughs> and mm. it's easy, easy cleanup, setup, that whole deal. And it really holds their attention for pretty long. So that's going to be my favorite. Magnetile. And it's not a choking hazard. That's exactly. Nice too. Yeah. There's no little pieces. So you can have anybody can play with them. Yeah, that's super nice. I don't I couldn't think of one like specific activity that's a favorite, but I do love following at busy toddler on Instagram. She has a lot of really good ideas um, for just entertaining and like some a lot of them are developmental based, like fine motor skills and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, she has a lot of good like helpful, not just to be doing an activity, but helps with something else also. Yes. Like, um, there's one where you, and I saw this and I was like, okay, I have all the supplies, so I might as well do it. You get a cookie sheet, you tape with, um, like painter's tape, little animals or like any kind of little figures on the back. And you, it's like rescue the animals is I think what she called it. And Lawson loved it. Like acted like it was the most fun thing in the entire world. I would have never thought in a million years to tape little animals to a cookie sheet, but like he wanted to do it yeah. 10,000 times. And he I even wanted even to understand. Yeah, what do you, know? you untape them? Yes. You pull oh, okay. the animals out. And gotcha. then a lot of times the tape sticks to it. So then he would even stick the tape back on the cookie sheet and do it again and again. Nice. So, yeah. He loved it. And I was like, that I would have that never in a million years would I come up with that. So there I you that go. was a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, okay, so this is like a I almost don't answer this question because I don't want the judgment. But it's literally opening a can of worms. <laughs> yes. But bum bum bum. How do you handle screen time? Um, this is a great question. I I have two kids and one of them is a toddler. So I haven't really, you know, he gets screen time kind of along with his sister, but my six-year-old would sit on a TV or a screen for 24 hours if I let Mm -hmm. her. So I do have to limit it some. Um, As long as she's doing things like playing with her toys, going outside, I will let her have screen time at some point in the day, an hour or so, just depending on. Now, when we're sick, that all goes out the window. She can oh, sit for on, sure. She can do whatever she wants for all the bets are time off. she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we don't do a ton of tablets. I mean, there's been occasions, Don't I mean, I throw a tablet in front of a child at a doctor's office, you know, whatever. At a restaurant, right. if I'm really trying to have a peaceful dinner, I will do it. There is mm-hmm. no judgment in my eyes. But yes. we don't do a lot of tablets at home because of, you know, there's been all the weird stuff with YouTube kids. And I don't mind if she watches YouTube kids on the TV where I can monitor it. I'm not saying I'm sitting here watching it. Like, I, don't get me wrong. But right. I, if it's on the TV, I'm You'll hear if something's I'm like knowing, abnormal. 
I'm aware of what's going on. So mm-hmm. I, th- the tablet is just, uh, we do have an Amazon like kid tablet. And so neither of the kids care too much about it. We use it on road trips and stuff, but they don't ask for it. So mm-hmm. we don't do too much tablet. We do, um, she loves a couple of shows on PBS, which is awesome. And then, um, so we have the PBS app and then she likes, we have a switch and she loves that. And Oh yeah, we try to make it like a group activity. I don't uh, try not to let her sit there play on it on her own. But really, I don't have any hard and fast rules. I try to teach her to use it appropriately. I don't want a kid that's going to be sitting drooling watching TV for twenty four hours. But I'm a TV watcher, so I don't. I mean, it's fun. Like I'm not going to sit there and punish myself too if I need to get something done. Sure, pop pop it on. So I try to be flexible with it, but set. just boundaries. watch her. Yeah, exactly. Like there's mm-hmm. boundaries. There's not necessarily hard limits, but there's definitely boundaries. Yeah. Um, for us, Griffin really needs his checkout screen time right after school. Yeah. So that has kind of become our screen time. Um, I usually give them two hours. <gasps> Everybody's <gasps> gasping. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I figure a movie is around an hour and a half. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think it's extreme for them to watch one movie a day. Yeah. So I I used to do an hour and then I'm like, you know, that's not even a whole movie and it's one TV show usually, maybe two, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm like So I give 2 hours, uh it typically happens about 3:45-ish mm, when they get home from school, they have a snack and then everybody has screens together cuz that's just the easiest way for me. Yeah. Um is for everybody to be entertained on the screen at the same time. And they have their own little tablets. Um, They usually lately have been into like this game called Hill Climb. Hmm. (laughs) It's just like a weird little app where you drive a truck and Golf Clash. Griffin is really obsessed with Golf Clash, which is just a golfing app where they play Hmm. golf. Um, But my kids differ in that Griffin wants to play the Switch or play a game or something. Collier wants to sit and watch Lego Ninjago's Mm. or, you know. Yeah. So they have their screen time all together and it varies on what they do on their screen. Yeah. Um, And then obviously, like, there are days where it differs. Like, you know, if we're not going to be home or there's a baseball game or... They didn't get their screen time in because they were playing outside. Then they can have it later or they can, you know, that kind of thing. Um, they can't carry it over in days usually, though. Like, a, yeah. so it's not like, a, I didn't watch my screen yesterday, so I get four hours today. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Like that. No, Adeline tries to pull that stuff on me. She'll be like, I didn't watch TV at all, all weekend. And I'm like, cool, we were busy. That's yeah. the thing. Like, <laughs> that doesn't mean you're like, going to sit here for eight hours. It doesn't add up. That's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. So how do you have one-on-one time if you have multiple kids? This one is a very hard one um, with my kids and their ages. Mm-hmm. So I would like to do better than we do. Um, however, in a perfect world, Zach and I together would get to have one-on-one time with them, like take them out and somebody watch the others. Um, but we don't live in a perfect world. So sometimes <laughs> it's like <laughs> Collier is going to Target with me to get such and such. And mm-hmm. then we'll we'll stop and get a slushy. And that's his one-on-one time. You know, we can usually tell when our kids are acting out a little more. It's time for that one to have one-on-one time. They don't know to specifically ask for it. But we kind of know what to look for when they yeah. need it. And then we just kind of gauge 
what, like, for example, we were the Razorback, our local, or I got not really local, whatever, our Arkansas college, one of the university's baseball team was coming to where we live. Um, mm-hmm. And they're usually about three hours away. So that's something Griffin we knew would love and not something anyone else would love. So Zach and I together took Griffin. So that yeah. was, you know, kind of his. Um, but with four, it's just not feasible to say that once a month they're going to get a date with mom and dad because that means that once a week somebody else is babysitting the rest of them, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's just not really plausible. Um, but we just work it in when we can. And yep. if if we can't work out a full date where it's both of us, then we'll just take one of them, you know, and do a normal errand, but then throw something fun in with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Say, same here. We don't have specific, like, this is your date night. This is your date night. You know, we do, I try to work it in where I can. Adeline is and a gift giver and she loves getting stuff. So a lot of times if I have to get something at Target, I mm. will um, try to plan it at nap time and then run take her on the weekends and let her pick out a little something that's not um, necessarily the healthiest um, option, but Hey, um, we're all doing the best we can. It's her love language. And so she loves it. And it's, um, she also loves, she likes to go to movies like desperately this weekend. She wants to go see um, detective Pikachu or whatever that movie is. And so she's been like, can we fit it in? So now I have to like, try to figure that out anyway. So it's one of those where I try to get it in. Also at bedtime, um, when I try to get it in, um, I will, especially during the summer, I will mm-hmm. put little brother, Extra which only having two, it's, you know, easier because I'm putting him to bed significantly, you know, 30 minutes earlier. Right. So once I get him good into bed, then I tuck her in and we try to read a book or she loves this questions game where I have to guess who she's talking about or an animal How that cute. she's talking yes. about. So I try to sneak in a little bit every day, but you know, it's a lot easier said than done. Yeah. I just think, I think it's important to acknowledge that we think it's important yeah. and, but just don't put too much stress on how often you're supposed to be doing it. You'll know, you'll be able to, you know, kind of feel it out. And I think that if your kid is acting extra, um, extra, I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, just kind of know that that may be what they need. Yep. And that the, the, again, these answers may change when we talk about when, you know, we're going to talk to moms of adults and uh, mm-hmm. kind of do questions on stuff that we are not qualified to answer. Yeah. <laughs> they may be completely different qu- answers, you know, then, but we're just talking about in our stage of life, which is seven years and below is what yeah. we have. So it's kind of a different ball game here for sure. But this is what we're working with so far. So far, yeah. so, so far, far. I was going to say so good, but I mean, for the most part. <laughs> yeah. So they're Doing all still, our best. they're thriving, all yes. of them. So, yes, you know. Definitely. Um, so this kind of wraps up our part two, um, where we talk about being moms of young kids and toddlers. So we hope you are enjoying our May special, talking all about motherhood. Not that we don't talk about motherhood all the time. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. But you get the point. Trying to answer more specific questions about yes. motherhood. Yes. Kind of go more into detail, that kind of thing. Um, if you ha- aren't already, please head over on to Instagram to follow us at Surviving Motherhood Podcast. If you haven't already, give us a rate and review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to the podcast. This helps us out a ton and we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, to come back next week and we're going to be talking to Mom.
moms of adults, maybe even our moms. It mm-hmm. <laughs> should be interesting. Spoiler alert. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, good luck surviving motherhood. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 